out. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap, and we are coming to you live. The Celtics beat the Lakers 122-118 in overtime to wrap up this incredible road stretch. Six-game road trip and exactly the record that I said we were going to come out with, we came out with. Celtics escaped this six-game road trip against tough, tough teams at 4-2. and two. And this game was an absolute roller coaster. And I'm going to dive into all of it. But to get things started, we're going to follow today's podcast, same as usual. Run through player of the game. Run through some of the highs, some of the lows. Kind of wrap up talking about the, the six-game road trip, where we go moving forward here. Uh, but to get things started off here, Jason Tatum, player of the game, this was his MVP moment. You talk about a guy stepping up and just doing absolutely everything. Jason Tatum was that guy. 44 points, nine rebounds, six assists. He led the team in points, was Second in the team in rebounding, JB put up monster numbers in that department uh, and then also had a team tied high with six assists. This is Jason Tatum playing like the MVP candidate we have been talking about all season long. The last couple games, I've said it on this podcast, it's been bad. Like it has not been Jason Tatum, but tonight he showed up in under the brightest lights. You talk about the best rivalry in all of sports, whether it's you know Celtics, Lakers, or Red Sox, Yankees. Those are the two best rivalries in all of sports. Name something else. I'm going to disagree with you. Celtics, Lakers probably have the most history, uh, or at least recent history as well. Obviously, Red Sox, Yankees go back way back. Uh, but this is absolutely the best rivalry in all of basketball. And that's a very easy statement to say. And regardless of you know what the record is for the Lakers, they're 11 and 16 after today's loss. You never, ever want to cheer for the Lakers. You always want to beat the shit out of them. And that's exactly what the Celtics came out and started doing early on. This was a game that Jason Tatum got off to a you know hot start. And kind of continued that throughout. Had nine points after the first. And then at halftime, had 24. 30 points after the third. And then, again, at the end of the game, came out with just absolute monster numbers, 44 points. So Jason Tatum came out guns blazing early and did not cool down. Uh, But this game was an absolute roller coaster if you're the Celtics. You come out in that first quarter, you outscore the Lakers 37 to 24. One of the best quarters of basketball we've seen in a very long time, definitely on this road trip. And that's including against the Phoenix Suns. That might be a little bit of a stretch, but it's not far off. This Celtics team came out, the ball was moving, the ball movement, player movement, everything was great. The Celtics came out and it was pass, cut, 
pass, cut, pass, cut, open shot. And that was the entire Celtics offense. Again, we had, we were 7 of 11 from three in that first quarter. We had 11 assists on 14 field goals made, only two turnovers. That right there is as good of basketball as you could possibly ask for. And honestly, like the second quarter, Celtics kind of – they didn't go out and have a, another blowout quarter like that, but they held the lead. We outscored them 28-26. And then it was all downhill. I got outscored 32-23 to in the third. Got outscored 28-22 in the fourth. We had as much as a 20-point lead in this one. Yeah, 20-point lead. The Lakers in that fourth quarter completely wiped out that 20-point lead, got it all the way up to 13. So this is as big of an emotional roller coaster as it gets. But we have a couple of guys to thank uh, in this comeback. Jason Tatum obviously being one of them. Jalen Brown is another one. This is, you know, a really, really solid game from him through and through. 25 points, 15 rebounds. 15 rebounds. Also chipped in five assists. Didn't have, you know, turned the ball over four times. That was kind of the, the big thing today. You look at Jason Tatum, also had four. Marcus Smart had three. Wasn't a good game for that. However, you look at the efficiency of Jalen Brown in this. 25 points on 10 of 21 from the field. Three of seven from three. And he now has his own signature shot. This is a game where Jalen Brown, he just had that incredible. Gets in the gets in the lane, fade away, little short mid-range type shot. And he did it three times during this one. This is just an absolute monster game from Jalen Brown stepping up in major spots. You know, he didn't really go out and do much in the fourth quarter. Uh, but overtime, like I said, five points in overtime. Really, really solid for JB in this one. And we also have Marcus Smart. And this is this is a conflicting game for Marcus Smart. Defensively, one of the best defensive games we've seen from him in a long time, right? Trying to guard LeBron in the post, guard AD in the post. Marcus Smart was tasked with that multiple times today. And he poked guys, he poked the ball out of guys' hands, had a couple steals, probably should have had more than just what the box score says at two, but was playing phenomenal defense in this one, including the absolute massive steal on the inbounds play from LeBron to get the layup uh, that brought this game within reach. Like he stole the inbounds, got a layup to bring the game within eight with three and a half minutes left in the entire game. Had a good drive to make it a five-point game with two minutes left, a huge three to bring it within two with 40 seconds left, and then had a massive floater in overtime. Marcus Smart, at one point in this game, every Celtics fan and their mother were swearing for Joe Mazzulla to take Marcus Smart out of this because there was a point where he was just chucking up shots, chucking up shots, and they were bad shots. Some of them I'll give him credit. Like he got the ball with two seconds on the shot clock, 
didn't have a chance to do anything else. The ball needed to go up. But there were a couple of times today where Marcus Smart was just taking ill-advised shots, and that is the exact thing that Celtics fans criticize him for all the time. And tonight he fell back into that trap. He hasn't fallen into that trap much this season, but tonight we saw it. So I'll talk about him on both sides of it, but Marcus Smart was crucial in this game, in this comeback. Um, And honestly, the other guy that really stepped up in this one, I thought, Grant Williams in a couple of huge spots. Defensively was solid. Did get blown by uh, by LeBron James, which, again, the guy's still doing it to everybody in his 20th season. Is what it is. Can't wait for him to retire. Uh, but Grant Williams, a couple of solid possessions, and he hit a couple huge, huge shots. He hit that huge corner three from Smart to go up 115-114. But just Grant like had a couple of solid possessions. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and talk about him long because I don't think it's a a great game through and through. But at a couple of points in this game, he came up clutch, and that's exactly what you need of the guy. The other person, honestly, I thought that played a really good game was Luke Cornett. And stat sheet isn't going to – it doesn't jump off at anything. Uh, But two points, seven rebounds, had – I believe it was six six offensive rebounds. Yeah, six offensive rebounds for Luke Cornett in this one. This was a solid game. Defensively, I thought he went out, protected the rim pretty well, had a block, uh, blocked Russ. This is a – this is Luke Cornett stepping up in a spot where we didn't really have any other options. I'll talk about Blake Griffin in the second half of this podcast, but he wasn't good. And the Celtics had to rely on Luke Cornett in overtime late in the fourth quarter because Blake Griffin wasn't getting it done. Blake Griffin looked like the washed up Blake Griffin. And it sucks, but it is what it is. At this point, Al Horford, we're going back to Boston. This road trip is over. Al Horford has cleared health and safety protocols. He's had some time with his wife and his fifth child. So he's going to be back. We don't have to worry about giving 23 minutes to Blake Griffin, 24 minutes to Luke Cornett. Hopefully we get Al Horford back. And I'm not going to be shocked if we see Rob Williams coming back by this coming weekend. Right. So if that's the case, now you got both of those guys, Blake Griffin, Luke Cornett, send them to the bench. Those are going to be guys that will get time on back to backs and they'll be good, you know, morale boosters in the locker room. But at this point in the season, the Celtics are 22 and seven and we have not had our starting center. And you have to give Luke Cornett and Blake Griffin a little bit of credit here. Are they perfect? No. Did they serve a purpose? Absolutely. And they played their role pretty damn well. So solid game from Luke Cornett, not so much for Blake Griffin, but they've served their purpose. I want to talk a little bit about the Celtics offense in this one. You saw a huge lapse in the third and fourth quarters. 
but they played 30 minutes of phenomenal offensive basketball. And I know 30 minutes is not enough. 30 minutes is not the standard. It's not what you should be shooting for. Uh, but it was 30 minutes of basketball that did put us over the edge in this game against the Lakers. Lakers struggling this year. I'm not going to sit here and say that they're good. If you listen to Chuck on the pregame, uh, pregame show, he said they sucked 19 times. He said, why is everyone continuing to talk about the Lakers? The answer is pretty simple. They've got two guys in LeBron James, one of the greatest to ever do it, and Anthony Davis, who is you know, honestly trying to become an MVP candidate, having an MVP-type season. And both of those guys went off today. We'll talk about that in the second half, but this is the Celtics offense showing up in huge moments. You saw it a lot in that overtime as well. Guys were attacking Guys, I mean, you could tell that the Lakers were gassed in this. You know, LeBron played 43 minutes. Anthony Davis played 46 minutes. You know, Jason Tatum led our team with 44 minutes. He played 37 minutes yesterday, 24 hours ago. Less than that, technically. Uh, so it's it's just tough. Like this is a this is a grinded out game, and Celtics youth persevered. And I don't want to sit here and say that that's the whole reason, but like you look, Anthony Davis in overtime had his hands on his knees half the time. He didn't want to be out there. LeBron and AD both took deep threes without moving the ball whatsoever in that overtime. And the Celtics, to their credit, coming off of a back-to-back game, really went out there and picked up the pace in overtime. And at the end of the fourth quarter. And that is the reason that the Celtics came out with this. There are a couple different like areas that I, I would like to mention here, but Jason Tatum is out of his funk. You know, Sean Coates brought this up here as well. Tatum's midi is sweet. Need to see it more. His floater game today was phenomenal. The floaters were on point. He must have had five of them. He had probably had 10 points strictly off of floaters in the lane. Really solid game through and through. Uh, but honestly, like the Celtics just, we need to see more of it. We finally saw that the three-point percentage raised back up to, you know, honestly, season average, 39.6%. We're right around that 40% mark as a team, which is phenomenal. Uh, but the Celtics were right there today. So a lot of that comes down to the simple fact that the guys were moving. Like I said earlier, pass, cut, pass, cut, open shot, all night. This is what you need all night. It wasn't quite 48 minutes uh, or more than that, technically, because of overtime. But we saw it for a good portion of today's game. With that being said, this was not a perfect game. The Celtics led by as many as 20, and almost immediately flipped the script and were down 13, were forced to make a massive comeback. And I can't go through this entire podcast and not talk about what happened. So I want to dive into some of the negatives here. Before we do that, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. 
This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns like can the Celtics continue on this unbelievable stretch of basketball and break the NBA offensive rating record. When I'm looking to get in on that action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Do you think Jason Tatum's going to score 35 in a Celtics 10-point game? This is the type of action you can get in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so it is very easy to talk negatives when you're looking at the box score and you can say, okay, you gave up 37 points to Anthony Davis, 33 points to LeBron, right? That is a very large number of points given up to two players, 70 points. That's a lot. Now, I don't want to. I don't want to dive into those specific players very much, but I want to talk about some of the the key things that really shifted from a defensive perspective. The Celtics did not have an answer for Anthony Davis, and that was very clear. Uh, this is obviously a game where Al Horford is not not playing. Rob Williams is not playing. We're playing a third and fourth string big to try and compete against an MVP quality player in Anthony Davis. It's a tough matchup for anybody, especially, again, a third string center. So this is just a really, it's a really shitty spot to be put in. And I posted on the Facebook page about this earlier. It's going to be an uphill battle trying to face off against Anthony Davis without a real answer. And while we didn't really see that much of an answer 
uh, as he absolutely went off. You look at one of the things that you can control is, well, for the Celtics, is the amount of free throws that we took. This is the biggest discrepancy in this entire game in my eyes, right? They were 22 of 30 from the free throw line. We were 11 of 16. They attempted 14 more free throws than we did. Obviously, AD is going to get his, right? He's going to go out there and get to the free throw line a bunch. And he did. 11 of 15, just Anthony Davis. If you look at that, like he basically did the exact same thing that we did from the free throw line. And that shouldn't happen. Right? Like he took one less free throw attempt than our entire team. We've got guys that can go out there and attack the rim and get to the get to the free throw line. We didn't really do it. Jason Tatum was nine of ten. Jalen Brown, two of four. Outside of that, we didn't really have anybody. Nobody in our starting lineup got to the free throw line outside of those two guys. That Luke Cornett was the only other person that got to the free throw line. He was 0 of 2. That's it. We had three guys in the entire team that got to the free throw line. And those are free points. It's for, it's a it's a free point. They literally call it free throw. And you have to give the Lakers credit because they saw the mismatch and they attacked the hell out of it. And it worked through a lot of this game. But the other thing that really just doesn't sit right is the transition defense, because this is one of the things that the Celtics have done pretty well with this year. Now, this is a team, Anthony Davis runs the floor well. LeBron really runs the floor well. Russell Westbrook, as much as I love to talk shit about him, runs the floor well. Can't shoot at all. He missed a million shots today from three. Uh, But in transition, he's very good. The Celtics could not contain it. 26 fast break points for the Lakers in this one. And a lot of of it came off of turnovers. The Celtics did a fantastic job in that first half. We had four turnovers in the first half. We ended the game with 14. So four in the first half, 10 in the second. Didn't really turn the ball over much in overtime. It was actually a really good overtime for the Celtics. But... 23 points off of those turnovers. That's a, again, huge margin, huge margin. You look at the points off of turnovers and then you look at free throw discrepancy. That right there is every reason for the Lakers to win this game. Now you look at the way that they shot from deep. That is the complete opposite, right? They were eight of 29. We were 19 of 48. Took a ton of them. But when you're hitting at a 40% clip as a team, that's really damn good. That's 11 extra threes. That's 33 points that we got from strictly three-point shooting. Now, when you're taking into account that they outscored us by 11 in free throws, that 33-point number really helps. All game long, Candace Parker, all of the guys were talking about the Lakers needing to get into the paint in order to form a comeback. This was when we were down or when we were up, excuse me, by 20 points. All of them were talking about the Lakers needing to get into the paint in order to win this. And in my head, 
all I could hear was that Joe Missoula interview where he's asked about the Celtics shooting so many threes. And his answer was threes are worth more than twos. And that was it. He's like, I'm a math guy. This is an interview pregame with Scal. And to me, that's the only thing I could hear when they were talking about this. Because at the end of the day, we won because our three-point shooting was just vastly better. You saw in overtime, they couldn't they couldn't throw the ball into the ocean if they were on, sitting on the beach. They were so far off. Anthony Davis airballed a three late. Westbrook absolutely crushed one off the backboard. Uh, this was a it was a tough shooting night for him. Really tough shooting night for him. Give LeBron credit in his twentieth season, hit a couple of big shots, but you could tell he was tired. He was not hitting much or at a high percentage in the fourth quarter and overtime either. So I'm going to give the Celtics a lot of credit in this one. It wasn't a perfect game. It was far from a perfect game. And if you're on Twitter or on the Facebook page, there were a million posts about the sky falling down because people were so pissed off the Celtics collapsed. And I would have been mortified. I would have been absolutely mortified. I tweeted that I cannot believe this is happening. But you can't give up on this team. Just like the fact that they were mm-hmm. below 500 in January last year and still made it to the finals. You can't give up on this team. There is so much talent on this team. And we're better this year than we were last year, talent-wise. So at this point, like I said, the Celtics are 22-7 and seven after this overtime win, first overtime win of the season for the Celtics. They're 22 and seven and still hold the best record in the NBA. If they lost today, we actually would have fell behind the Bucs because they destroyed the Golden State Warriors. They beat them by 17 points. So if we lost today, the Milwaukee Bucks would have been, you know, the only team in the NBA with seven losses. We technically would have been, I think, a half game up on them because we have one more we would have had one more win actually no it would have been tied and they would have had the the tiebreaker because they have one less loss so yeah we would not have been the best team record wise in the nba because we came up with this we're walking away with it and i know standings don't mean much at this point in the season it's way too early and i just kind of talked about it uh like being below 500 in january last year but it's always nice to be at the be the top dog guys coming at you. But that is where we're going to wrap things up for today. Uh, the Celtics finished their road trip exactly where I thought they would at four and two. Uh, I hate to say I told you so, but I also love to say I told you so. So I told you so. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to join our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star, written review, everything helps. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?